welcome back to Talking STEM with the women that shape it. Today, in episode two, I'll be talking STEM with Rachel Lewis, a mechanical engineer at Springboard Pro, which is where I've been doing my placement. I'm working with her and learnt so much in the process. So I'm so happy to have her here today on the podcast with us. So, hello, Rachel. How, how are you? Hi, Julian. Doing well, thanks. So have you always wanted to be a mechanical engineer? Um, no. So at first I wanted to be a doctor when I was younger, but then I didn't really know for quite a while. And then someone at school suggested that I might be interested in engineering. So I'd always really liked maths, um, but wanted to do something practical with it. Um, and they oh. suggested that engineering might be an interesting career choice. And I looked into it and it seemed to fit all my interests. Cool. Yeah, I think the practical side of it definitely attracts me to engineering too. And um, can you sort of explain what mechanical engineering is? I actually find it quite hard to explain. Um, so someone once described it to me as mechanical engineering being anything that moves. Um, if you take civil engineering as bridges um, and structures like that, mechanical engineering is the the engines, the motors, the test rigs, the um, anything you can think of that moves definitely has probably had a mechanical engineer's input to it at some point. Mm. Um, that's really that's really nicely explained. Very very simple. Well, it sounds simple. <laughs> and um, okay, so what's one of the most exciting projects you've worked on as a mechanical engineer? Um. So. I mean, I've worked on lots of projects, um, both at university and now at Springboard. I think, I mean, even back to some of the university projects, we, as part of the university degree, we, we had to make a little robot. Um, so it was the first time, it was in a small group and it was kind of collaborating. So someone was doing the software side of it, someone was doing the, the test rig and the kind of chassis, of, not sorry, not the test rig, the chassis. Um, and the wheels and someone else was doing the the part so the aim of the robot was that it it kind of followed a line as it went along and then picked something up and then went to a different place depending on what color the thing was that it picked it up so it involved um involved lot it was kind of a big collaboration between the mechanical side of things the electrical side of things and the software side of things so it really involved lots of teamwork and watching the little thing that you'd made trundle along and um, work out where it was going by itself was quite nice. That's really cool. And I remember, also remember you telling me about your final year project. Is that similar? Um, so my final year project was um, putting accelerometers onto dogs. So the idea was that if you look at the, the acceleration of the dog's knee and the dog's ankle, you can... Um, see how it's um moving and whether it's limping or not and therefore you can tell whether it's injured or not at kind of an earlier stage you can look at the progression of a disease or something and so the idea was that to make i mean there's lots of motion caption software out there already but this was to make something cheap and easy you'd put little accelerometers and leds at each of the joints and then you'd the leds would flash different colors depending on kind of how fast each joint was moving um which meant that you could then just take a video um, and look at the colours of the LEDs at the same time as looking at the video, and it would tell you if the dog kind of, if it was walking better or less well than last time you videoed it. Yeah, 
sounds like such a cool project. It was good fun. Yeah. And um, what's one of the challenges you faced in your daily work? What are the kind of challenges you come across? Working in teams? Is it some technical parts of the job? Engineering often involves working in teams. I mean, the many, many of the projects we do, it's not one person working on its own. It's many people. I mean, which therefore means that you've got to work together with people. You've got to um, make sure your bit fits with their bit. And it's that you're there's there's lots of organizational side of things to make sure that everyone's well if you're designing something everyone's parts fit together everyone's parts come at the same time they all look good together but i don't particularly think that's a challenge it's quite a fun aspect to work together and make make sure everything works um but at the same time there's plenty of time to just once you've worked out the interface to take your parts away and work on it um by yourself so there's a there's a bit of both which is really nice and I, I remember you telling me, um, I think it was a few months ago when we were working on a project together, that often you design something and it won't work the first time. And you've got to sort of redesign it several times before it works. And that sort of, that trial and error side of engineering is quite important. And it's not, you shouldn't just stop at the first hurdle. Oh, you, ne- you never take the first thing in engineering. Um, the design <laughs> process is always iterative. So you're always going through one step, then the next. So you'll make probably many prototypes as you're designing something. You make the first lot and you think, oh, well, why did I put that bit there? Well, that bit doesn't quite fit nicely. And then you'll try again and you'll be like, oh, that bit's nicer, but I would like to change that. And you make one, you test it, you make another. And that's how it goes, yeah. You you can't you can't expect everything to be perfect first time and yeah. you, you can always improve stuff and it's quite nice to see see the stages see the improvement as you work through something mm. oh cool okay so um i want to move a bit more to sort of general things um what scientific development do you hope to see happen in your lifetime um so, I mean, there's lots of um, developments in medicines and stuff that are interesting at the moment, but as a kind of big thing, I'd quite, quite like to see um, space travel progressing again. Um, there's, I mean, it seems if you look back in history, it goes in fits of starts, there's kind of big progress and then kind of big goals to aim for. And I think it will be really interesting to see that progressing further. You know, someone making a trip to Mars or something would be... Because, I mean, the adva- the the things they learn when they develop for space travel, it kind yeah. of... It comes back and then goes back into normal engineering um, in the same way that when they design Formula One cars, they then use the technology and the things that they've designed for the to make the Formula One more efficient. And that goes back into normal cars and even odd things like um the big fridges in supermarkets or something um, and quite often the technology from the formula one cars goes back into fridge design or whatever so i think that continue pushing for big things like space travel can also help little things in ways you might not expect that is that's a really interesting yeah part of engineering yeah thanks thanks a lot for raising that i think yeah it's really good and um okay so if along the same lines if you were to have a long conversation with any living 
scientist, well, actually, living or dead scientist, um, who would it be? Um, so the person I'd really like to talk to, um, I don't know if you've heard of the film Hidden Figures. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, so the woman from that film, the computer. Um, so um, for people listening to this, um, if you watch the film Hidden Figures, it's amazing. But anyway, before they, before computers were computers as we think of them, they were actually people who did all the calculations by hands. Um, so the film Hidden Figures looks at the the women who did all the calculations for going up to space. Um, and there was one woman in particular who was really good at it, and the film follows her. And so she would be a very interesting person to talk to, I think. Yeah, really, really good film. I, I definitely agree with that. I remember watching it and not really uh, understanding any of what they were writing on the boards. <laughs> But it looking very complicated. I don't, don't know whether you understood what the equations they were Not writing. to the level they were going to, but... <laughs> All right, cool. So there's something for you guys to watch at home. And um, what's, apart from hidden figures, uh, what's the best thing you've read or heard in the last 12 months? Um... So, probably not the answer you were expecting, but I enjoy lots of non-fiction, and so the favourite... Oh, sorry, lots of fiction. And so the best oh. thing I've read is actually um, Isaac Asimov's robot series. Um, All right. So Asimov was an author that... Um, I think he was a chemist or something. He did have a scientific background, but he was a fiction author as well. And he wrote these books kind of thinking what life might like be like in the future um, and predicting. And so it's really, really interesting to read the books kind of about 50 years on from when he wrote them and see mm. what actually has come true, what hasn't come true. Um, and, yeah, really interesting series to read. That's really cool. All right. Um, I'm wondering whether, before we finish, you could tell us a bit about sort of the work that you do at Springboard. Um, without going into detail, sort of what sort of projects do you work on? Um, so Springboard's an engineering consultancy, which means we do lots of different projects, um, mainly centred around medical devices. And so I work on these different projects, which means that sometimes I might be coding or doing a mathematical model. Other times I might be drawing up on um, the computer, designing stuff, um, the current project I'm on, it's quite a long-term one. We started with the how, kind of how the original device worked that the client already had. We worked out all the physics behind it, um, not just me, the team as a whole. Um, and then once we'd done that, we then looked at making it smaller. So we worked out how you could keep 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 it working as well as it does while kind of make, shrinking it down. And now we've... We've made some prototypes, um, designed like a completely new housing for it, got them all made, and we're now testing oh, it. Sure. So you're really kind of taking it from a concept level, right to sort of right to the market level. Yeah, um, that's really yeah. It's uh, well, having been placed at Springboard, I know what it's like, and it's it's really exciting work. Um, you get to work with lots of different people with different backgrounds and uh, on all sorts of projects. 
Um, cool. So I want to finish with uh, a question, well, sort of you giving a bit of advice to the girls out there listening. Uh, so what, finally, what advice would you give to any girl interested in studying STEM? Um, I would say just give it a try. I mean, I when I was younger, I really didn't know what was out there. There's like lots of um, courses, scholarships, stuff where you can give it a try. There's kind of events or the, there's all sorts out there of kind of opportunities where if you're not sure if engineering's for you or not, there's kind of, you can go and have a try. Um, you can go and have a look. Um, so yeah, I, if if I could go back and do it again, I would kind of look into those things a lot more. Um, I did yeah. a two-day course, a Head Start course at Newcastle University um, when I think I was in about sixth form. And that was, we went to the department and they showed us and kind of, and we did some activities and things. And it kind of showed me that engineering was what I wanted to do. So mm. there's lots of stuff out there and it's worth going and having a look and a try. Yeah, well, that's really good advice. I think, like, like you say, you don't know whether you like something until you try it. And um, I think we, we'd both agree that engineering is something that's really fun and very exciting and you learn so much whilst doing it. So it's definitely something that's worth trying. And uh, well, yeah, thank you so much uh, for joining us, Rachel. Uh, it's been really fantastic. And I'm sure you'll have fascinated many girls out there. It was great chatting to Rachel about mechanical engineering, science fiction, space travel. Thank you for listening and please join me next week as I talk STEM with biologist Miriam Grabrenk.